live. Yay. Welcome to another round of Global Podcast Editors live chats. Whew. After <laughs> post-COVID, to say that correctly, it feels like a win and I'm almost ready to just end right now, but we'll keep going. And that brings me to the next thing. Thank you so much to Jennifer Navarrete for hosting at the very last minute when I came down with the fever last time. And she uh, graciously stepped in and was the host for our live chat. So thank you, Jennifer. Do go check her out over on Twitter uh, and National Podcast Posting Month, Brewing Media and all that good stuff in the last video. Okay, so we do global uh, podcast editor chats every two weeks on YouTube, and we talk about the business, technical, and creative challenges of being a podcast editor, usually podcast editor and other things, but primarily we focus on the podcast editing side. We do have the community spaces all over the web, and they're growing. We've got a newsletter on Substack. We've got the podcast over on Buzzsprout, and we have a Google group, and... I think that's it right now. We only have four spaces. So there we are. And uh, and we'll probably grow some more stuff as time goes on. If you would like to join us as a guest, I will have the links to the super quick form to fill out so you can join us for a future one. We have the dates for the rest of 2022 listed on the website and you'll see all of that there. And thank you. Thank you to the three people who are in the chat room. Feel free to leave comments at any point and we'll pull them into the chat. We need to meet the wonderful people, the wonderful editors that are with us today. So let's go. Should we go clockwise or counterclockwise? What do you think? Clockwise. Ladies, clockwise. ladies first. Yeah, ladies first. There you go. <laughs> okay, ladies first. Okay. <laughs> clockwise it is. Jessica, you're on. Hello. Hello. My name is Jessica Rodriguez, and um, I help impact-driven coaches expand the reach of their messages through podcasts. So that's my official thing. But I'm a podcast manager, editor, show notes. I do show notes, audiograms, videograms, and guest management. So those are all the things that I do for podcast editing and podcast management. And I think you might be the first podcast editor that we have on here. And I'm super excited about that because the overlap between the two is huge. Yeah. The podcast management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And and some of the podcast managers, they need help on the editing side. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I also help them. I help teach them to do that side because I think it's important to know how to edit if you're going to be a manager because you need to know what your people are doing. <laughs> yep. Very true. And where are you? Where are you? You're in Texas. In what I am in Houston. I'm right outside of Houston, Texas, right nice. near NASA. So, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. My kids go to school with NASA astronauts kids. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Very cool. Yes. Marcus. Hi, I'm Marcus DePaula. I am an audio engineer, podcast producer, consultant, and trainer. Uh, my website is mealingladder.com. I've been doing audio since I was 14, and I am currently 40. I'm about to be 48. And, uh, I started doing podcasting full time about five years ago, and I do I produce and edit podcasts for multiple clients and multiple roles. Sometimes I'm just doing audio. Sometimes I'm doing everything, you know, including show notes and all that stuff. So uh, I prefer just to stick to the audio when I can. But I'm also getting into the video streaming thing, which hence the fancy setup. So we can talk about video, too, if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, that is a very cool setup. And you're coming to us from? From the Nashville, Tennessee area. I'm actually in nice. Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Nick. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Nick. Um, I, I run a, a business called Ant Podcast Management. The, the Ant stands for Amy Nick Thompson. So I work with my wife, Amy. Um, coming to you from Manchester in England. 
Um, normally, the only thing people know about Manchester is either Manchester United or Oasis, but there's there's a lot more to to Manchester than that. It's a cool place. Uh, but yeah, as the name suggests, and podcast management, we are a management company. Uh, but really, I like to tell people, you know, we do offer these services like researching, uh, coming up with uh, good content for a show, structuring episodes, researching guests, inviting guests, uh, show notes. But really, I like to, to tell people how we got started. And that's purely on the, the editing side of things, that, that editing side of things. That's what takes up probably about 90% of, of our time, the editing. And, you know, the reason why we're all editors is because we're the weird ones that enjoy it. And most people who have a podcast don't enjoy it. Uh, so that's why we have jobs. So true. So true. And thank you, Nick, for you and Amy giving us that wonderful feedback on what you want for editors when you're looking to hire in episode, not episode, <laughs> issue 43 of the GPE newsletter. We were yeah, able yeah, to yeah you're welcome. I, I hope it helped. You know, sometimes the, the tables turn, you know, we're, we're the ones who are looking for editing work, mm-hmm. and then, but sometimes we have too much work and we're looking for editors. So mm-hmm. we've got experience of trying to sell ourselves to people, you know, uh, can we have your business? But yeah. also the other way around, people asking us for editing mm-hmm. jobs. So you you start to realize what's good from both sides and what's not good. Uh, the main bit of advice was uh, if you're approaching someone, show some interest in, in yes. what they're doing and do a little bit of research before approaching them. Yeah. Yeah. The people side is the harder part because we think if we have all the tech skills, we're done. And that's so not true. Yeah, that's it. I- we, 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 like, we like working with people that we like, don't we? Uh, it's yeah. the same. That's all business. Very true. Very true. So definitely go check that out. Episode, episode. Oh, what am I doing? Issue 43 of the GPE newsletter. Okay. So my favorite part is the challenges. Da, da, da. Um, let, let's, let's go backwards. Let's go <laughs> counterclockwise. Nick, can you start us off with what your biggest challenge this week is with biggest, podcast editing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In podcast editing, biggest challenge is yeah, something I regularly come across it's the DSR or sibilance. Uh, now I use Adobe Audition. I know some people use uh, uh, Pro Pro Tools, and there's there's lots of there's lots of good software out there. But um, Adobe Audition, I think, is brilliant, and I've been using it for many many years, even before uh, we had this business. I got into podcasting because I love it. I'm a fan first and foremost, so that's why for the for, for many years I was happy to work for free in podcasting, and I was just finding out all different things Adobe Audition can do. <laughs> It can do, I'm, I'm sure it can still do a lot of stuff that I don't still don't know about. Um, but yeah, the, the DS at all, um, sometimes, I'd say most of the time, I have success with it, but I find it quite temperamental. And maybe it's it's the way I'm using the, the effect uh, or my, 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 I'm sure it is my settings. Sometimes I think, oh, that's worked really well. And other times it hasn't improved the sibilance at all. And then, so what I do to, to combat that, which is very time consuming is when I'm listening and going through the whole episode using, by the way, you'll, you'll, um, you'll soon realize that I'm very much self-taught because I, I have names for things. I have my name and then there's the proper name. (laughs) Sounds like me Me too. Yeah. yeah. So on Adobe Audition, you can pull up, I call it the heat map, but I think it's spectral. Spectrogram, (laughs) spectro. Spectral something. But I call it the heat map hopefully we all know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes uh, so as i'm going through the episode i'm looking out for all the the very white parts of the heat mm-hmm. map and i'm just manually fading them mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of them completely sometimes of, of course you want to fade them because if you get rid of them completely then it sounds stupid it sounds ridiculous um 
but yeah, so like I said, when the DS tool doesn't really work for me, uh, I have to go through the whole thing and it's very time consuming. Worth it because the sibilance S noise can sound horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, a challenge that I've come across. Yeah, it's like the chalk. What is it on the the chalkboard or no nails on the chalkboard? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that kills my ears. <laughs> okay, so the challenge is you use it and it doesn't sound like it doesn't yeah, the, fix so it. The, the DSA tool. Yeah, I mean yeah. maybe. And I have watched. This is the great thing about like the the times that we live in. Uh, the answer is always there on YouTube or something. And you know, back before I did this as a, as a job, I was spending mm-hmm. hours watching YouTube videos of how mm-hmm. to use all sorts of editing software. And so I've I've done the research. I've watched loads of videos. What you should do, what you shouldn't do. I just find that sometimes it, it works really well, and and other times it mm-hmm. doesn't. So I guess it's temperamental. So I wonder if if you know what you guys maybe you use Adobe Audition, maybe you don't. But I just wondered, you know, if you got any thoughts what you guys do to to combat the sibilance noise i use which they're not gonna it's fading out the accusonus era six right it i love that i mean i'm so upset that they're not gonna be supporting it anymore they're not taking it away but they're not supporting it anymore right but that de-esser is so amazing like i use it i use uh, audacity so mine is more like content entity and a little bit of noise reduction through audacity but uh i mean it literally you can tell it takes just the s's out it doesn't Mm -hmm. mess with any of the other things it just finds like i guess the highest or the the white (laughs) the white part and it yeah yeah, it's really, really great. Okay, wait, is AccuSonus the a DAW or a plugin? I'm guessing it's a plugin. It's a it's, plugin. Plugin. Yeah, AccuSonus is actually the brand. Of, okay. There's a company, and then okay. they make a series of plugins, and one of them is DSR, and all their plugins are fantastic. But I think they're, yeah, as a company, they're just not going to make plugins anymore. But yeah, exactly. if you've bought the plugins, you can keep them and keep using them. They just won't support mm-hmm. them and update them. So as the computer software continues to advance, they may stop working at some point, which sucks. Yes, because it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Why are they taking it away? I think the company is just going under. I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't yeah, read about like, it. Yeah. And yeah, it sounded like they were going to a different, I don't know, something different that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with audio. But I think it does better mm-hmm. than, well, maybe because I don't know how to use it as well, but better than the isotope. I even think it really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. It's, I, it, I don't think it's, it's finicky, you know, like you don't have to mess around as much. Mm-hmm. I personally am not a fan of the isotope de-esser. It is, it is mm-hmm. woefully inadequate. And the I've, I've actually had success with the Adobe Audition uh, de-esser, but, but it's, it's clunky to use and, and it doesn't always work. Like, like Nick said, um, you know, it, it it's tricky. And so, the plugin that I use, and I'll bring up my screen here because this is what I do with training. Fancy I, I use. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I use uh, Vice DS, which Vice is. Uh, there's actually a hardware unit that was made in the 90s, I think, that was one of the early digital mastering processors. So wow. this is one of the plugins from the super high end professional music recording studio. <laughs> yeah. So this is like I'm just showing you like as high end as it gets and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that everybody has to get this plugin because it's, it, you know, these plugins are expensive. The AccuSonus is actually much easier to use and, and easier to get good results. This one you also have to kind of tweak. Let's bring this back to Nick. Are you tempted to try out different technology to have that be a less frustrating process or do you want to just keep going with? I mean, I yeah, know, yeah, no, I, I would, I would like to, to try something else. Yeah, I think yeah. my, my initial instinct is, 
to stick with what I know. But then if I, mm. if I, if I always had that attitude, I never would have learned how to use Adobe Audition in the first place. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely. I've, I've made notes, um, you know, from, from what you guys have said. Uh, yeah. It yeah. Sounds good. And Marcus, you do said that was Vice. D-C-D-I-C-E. V-E-I-S-S. D-S. Or sorry, not V. W. It's it's German. You know, W-E-I-S-S. Weiss. Yeah. Weiss. Oh my gosh. But it's by Softube. There it is. Yep, got it. And they they have the plugins on sale every once in a while. It's my favorite deesser, but uh, the Fab Filter <laughs> makes a fantastic deesser as well. Mm-hmm. That's the company. Their their Fab Filters deesser is just as good as that one. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, we need to do some quick shout outs to folks in the chat room. I'm super excited you all are awake. We have Sam over in Brazil, Steve in the middle of the U.S. Oh my goodness. There you go. <laughs> Becca, I believe, is in Minnesota. And we have Claire Sandy, who's also in the UK. So, um, yeah, thank you all for, for being in the chat room. I was not <laughs> expecting this much activity. And Steve also said that he thinks that... That's what I heard, too. They right. got bought yeah. out. Steve, oh, they got bought out. Why okay. are they doing it anymore? Like, <laughs> bought out by Meta. Hmm. Meta. So what's probably going to happen is Meta is taking their technology and rolling it into whatever Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram product they're okay. working on. Yeah. So That's... we won't be able to use it as editors anymore. <laughs> yeah. Bah. Thanks bah. a lot, Facebook. Yeah. Th- thanks. <laughs> thanks, Meta. Meh. Anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts on DSers before we move on? Nope. I just, I, I, it, it occurred to me while I was talking about it and while I was making on purpose, I was making the sibilance noise. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for people listening, that wasn't too offensive for their ears <laughs> as we're talking about sibilance <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm doing it myself. Right. That was the only thing that crossed my mind. But apart from that, uh, that was, that was really useful. Thanks. We're all editors here. We, we understand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say too, but before we move on, like the other issue with sibilance, if, if especially if it's a recurring issue with one of your clients, maybe trying a different microphone because mm-hmm. the microphone, certain microphones, especially the cheaper yes. ones, can accentuate mm-hmm. those ugly high frequencies as opposed to the crisp ones. Good. And uh, Claire from the Silent Y podcast said uh, she's being nosy for editing tips. Uh, da, 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 da. And where did she say it? Oh. As I edit my own podcast, this is interesting to hear. She's fascinated how anyone can edit more than one podcast a week. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> it, is. Yeah. it is. Though I do try to do them on separate days, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah. 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 Um, I, okay. just, just on that very topic, unless yeah, yeah. About, I hope I'm not going to ruin what someone's about to say, but trying to get uh, multiple podcasts done in a day. Uh, maybe this is something you're aware of, but this mm. This changed my life, really. Um, listening, listening to episodes on one and a half speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can still you can still understand everything. Yeah, and then you're you're finished a lot quicker. I edit at one point seven five speed. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. I, <laughs> so. I, I, I think I think twice the speed is a bit too fast for me to hear it all properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. Do y'all do sound editing, but y'all also do content editing as y'all are editing mm-hmm. also, like or yes. dialogue editing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm usually doing like making notes for show notes or keywords yes. for YouTube or things like that as I'm doing it. So I actually can't, my brain can't handle more than one. Sure. I can do 1.25 if I needed to, but honestly, I just, I'd rather just do it because I just do one, one pass for the video, one pass for the audio. So I just know that I'm going to spend the time and be making all these paper notes as I go. 
But yeah, I'm definitely in just pure edit mode when I'm doing yeah. 1.75. I'm not thinking about content. Yeah, you can't. Uh-huh. You can't. <laughs> Other than just like, okay, that was a repeated word. That was an um, you know, yeah, beyond okay. that, like, okay, this is a good idea for social media. You yeah. Know, that's too much for me. Yeah. But if you're editing your own also, Sandy, this is probably for you. If you're editing your own, you're probably so used to what you need sound-wise and dialogue-wise that that yep. probably is something that's a pretty easy lift yes. to do. So yeah, Marcus, speaking of you, what is your yes. biggest challenge lately? My biggest challenge always is <laughs> communication, <laughs> especially with clients. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's like the technical stuff I've been doing so long. There's always challenges with technical stuff. There's always frustrations with that. But the the communication is hardest for me because I have no control over how they're I'm a control freak and I have no control over how the client's going to respond or if they're going to provide me what I ask for. And especially when they're when I'm dealing with the guests for doing these kind of remote calls, you know, that communication piece uh, Mm -hmm. for these guests that are why aren't we using Zoom, you know, (laughs) to record this? I'm like, I promise this is easy. And then when they get into, you know, Boomcast or Riverside or whatever I'm using for my client's Mm -hmm. recording, they're always like, oh, this is awesome, you know, but um, especially the client, the ongoing communication with clients Mm -hmm. and maintaining a good rapport with them, you know, there's so much that I do feel like people who've never edited a podcast take for granted. And I have a hard time not being resentful when I feel when I hear the phrase, especially of, oh, well, Marcus will just fix it in post. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, (laughs) okay. Can I wish so I know that the, we're all editors here, but I, I guess you all can commiserate with me. And I wish there was a way that I could say to all my clients, you know, can you please get in a good mindset before you sit down to record? Make sure that you think about the words coming out of your mouth before you mm-hmm. actually say them mm-hmm. and be mindful of mouth smacks. Use headphones, too, because, you know, if it's a solo podcast, a lot of times people won't use headphones and you're, you know, you're not aware of the mouth smacks yeah. and, and the bumps and stuff like that. Because I've got one of my clients that has a desktop stand and he bumps it constantly. Well, Marcus, so. do I have some clients that made their own like pre-recording checklist. Do do your clients do that or have they, you made any for them? They will not yeah. read them. They will not read them. And that that's the other thing. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm I'm dealing with the snobby CEO types, you know, that I don't have, to, I barely have time yeah. to, oh, you I'm want here, me to, that's enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't have to record. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yeah. I, what do you mean my laptop mic's not good enough for, you know, the podcast, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, um, and that's again with the challenges of tone mm-hmm. and um what i've learned too is that i have to be assertive and in a leadership role and mm-hmm. not seen just as a vendor that's the other mm-hmm. challenge uh you know cuz I'm the expert in this area mm-hmm. and it's more than me just producing this MP3 file mm-hmm. and publishing it for them. It's mm-hmm. me helping them get their voice out to their audience in a way that is mm-hmm. impactful and memorable and can help them grow their impact and get mm-hmm. their message or their story or whatever it is they're trying to get out there. And, and you know, I'm always thinking bigger picture and, and, and it frustrates me when I'm think I care more. It seems it feels like I care more about stuff than my clients do. And it's like, do you realize how this lower quality, this this, you know, stuttering this, you know, mm-hmm. just stop recording 
or if you or if you, they have a technical problem, they just kind of try to push through it thinking, oh, it'll be OK. Marcus can fix it. But it turns out that distortion <laughs> that was in there is because your interface is glitching and you should have rebooted your computer. And I wish you would have texted me to ask if I could help really quick in the moment instead of me having to try to remove this distortion, which I'm not going to be able to. I so. can totally see both <laughs> sides because sometimes when I hit record, my brain goes out the window and I just get so wrapped up in the conversation. Yeah. On the other hand, because I want to respect the person that's on there with me time, um, even though that was grammatically a weird way to put it, um, I, I also try to pay attention to stuff and start and stop and do the things we need to do so that they sound good. So there, it's a lot. But honestly, for me, I love what Becca said. Did she likes working for podcast networks because they deal with all the clients? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Becca. <laughs> I love that because I'm looking for more white label work because I'm a little bit client exhausted out because yeah. when I think we get things settled and they're in a good momentum recording wise, package wise, like rhythm wise, low workflow wise, then everything gets upended in one, one day, but, but often like yeah. not once a year, but like once every two months or something. And I'm like, but we just got in a rhythm. Can we stay in the rhythm? Right. Right. And, um, and it's, it's frustrating for me because I'd rather just be editing. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, client communication is hard. Okay. Nick and Jessica, what can we, what things can we do to help Marcus? feel less annoyed by this. <laughs> yeah. And Marcus, you know what I realized? I just launched my own podcast, which is, you know, which is way yeah, different yeah. than launching somebody else's. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you put up all your stuff until the end. And I was like, oh, dang, I didn't do exactly what I told him to do. You know, promote it as you go. Oh, well, I promoted it, but I didn't send out all the things as I wanted to. Anyway, so um, I noticed, though, of course, I use Zoom. I didn't hear that it was it went in and out until I listen to it after. Right. So sometimes mm -hmm. they don't know that it's a bad recording. I'm not really bad, but he kind of, you know, blurs in and out mm -hmm. until after. So th that, and then how I communicate with mine, the best one I really love is like Slack. I love talking to them through Slack because that's like real time. It's kind of like a, a texting mm -hmm. and then WhatsApp. So I like using those two are mm -hmm. my go-to. And of course, normal email is what I use. But yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Sometimes they still just don't respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't you're know, like, a lot of times I don't even know me. when they're recording. So <laughs> that's yeah, true. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of my clients are just recording out. Like I consult with them, get their recording set up. They go mm -hmm. off and record and just send me the files. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm Oh, and then you can't see them after. Yeah. Okay, so you're, yeah. you already have the files. You just haven't. Yeah, so I don't have any input in real time at all. And so then it's addressing, okay, this is what went wrong. This is how we can make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> after the fact but this episode is going to have this particular mm -hmm. issue and sometimes i can fix it sometimes i can't yeah nick what do you think well yeah we all <laughs> we, we all feel your pain we all sympathize with you uh especially I, I mean i like what you said you know if if someone's like banging on the desk when they're making their point um and you, you kind of think to yourself well if you don't care about the audio quality then why should i exactly um, but and but then but we do you know it's, it's our job and i i actually think you, you said to yourself, you know, you feel like you care more about it than your client does. And that's probably because mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. You probably yeah. do. And I, I do. I, I care about it more than I, I think the client cares. A lot of the time, some clients, they just want to get their message out there to the, to the world mm -hmm. in the form of a podcast. And if it sounds passable, then they're happy with that. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we need to realize, you know, like you said, you're the expert. They're not. They're, they're happy with what we've produced. Um, I also, I find it a bit challenging when if someone's only 
paying me to be their editor. They're not paying me to be their producer. They're not paying me from mm-hmm. for my opinions, right? Even though I know it would make my life easier. And don't get me wrong, I, I do. I do suggest things that will make it easier for everyone. And I just try to word it that you know, I care about it. You care about it. We're all just trying to create something as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Which you know, the client's not going to argue with that. Of course, they want they want uh, their podcast to be as good as it possibly can. But sometimes. Well, actually, all the time. This the way I think about things is different. So before I got into audio, I had like a ten year career in sales and business development, and so that was just that was that client that was client focused yeah. all day, every day for ten. And I just got used <laughs> to this. Might not be a very healthy uh, attitude, and this probably or this definitely doesn't help your problem, Marcus. But <laughs> I just got into a mentality that that's just that's just how it is. Uh, the clients are the most important thing. Without them, we don't have an income. We don't have a job. Uh, we can't do the job that we love. Um, I didn't love my previous job, but I do love this job. And that's just my my mentality is that it's kind of a bit like the old school, I guess, hospitality uh, mentality. The customer's always right. You can imagine a chef getting mm-hmm. so frustrated that a customer wants a, a well done steak, you know, and the chef might think, no, you, you're, you're, you're wrong. You shouldn't order that. But <laughs> yeah. it's their money is, is what yeah. they want. Um, but then it is frustrating when they're, they're expecting perfection and giving you garbage yeah 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 uh, that that's when rubbish yeah yes mm-hmm. uh, yeah that that's when a conversation needs to be had but you just have to come across it in the way like you know i've got your best interests at, yeah. at heart even if it's coming across mm-hmm. as criticism it's it's helpful it's going to make your podcast sound better it's going to make my job easier mm-hmm. but maybe I, I lead more with let's make your show the best it can be mm-hmm. but at the end of the day yeah we've got we've got higher standards than what they've got right and again it's not very helpful advice to you but maybe we just have to accept that <laughs> no and it's good for me to hear all this because the the other thing i hear my partner echoing in my head because she she does social media marketing for authors and we're actually working on some stuff for podcasters now too, to repurposing some of her content and um what she says is like a lot we have to remember that we're talking at a 10 level 10 as far as the skill and they're at like a level zero Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so uh, you know i have to choose whether or not i want to take on the responsibility or how much i want to put on them to help them understand what's going to help me and it's it's tough like i have to be Mm -hmm. more than just an editor all i want to do is sit here and click at my computer all day and make cuts and make things sound pretty Mm -hmm. dealing with human beings is messy and hard and i wish i didn't have to do it but as a solopreneur that's part of the gig it really is i feel like i've had two types of clients so far one where they care about the message and not the audio and the other one where they care about the audio and they're super high maintenance but they pretend to have no budget yeah and <laughs> and so i'm like okay so the people that have the money don't want to put in the time to help help us make right. it a yeah. good sound they send it to you and just do yeah it. <laughs> do and it. i'm like oh man can i combine these two please yes right. yes <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you just yeah it's exactly huh? just between the yeah the financial conversation the sound let's care conversation the workflow the planning the, all, the yeah it's just a human just, conversation yeah. too yeah it's all and, <laughs> and this is a big part of our life, but it's not necessarily a big part of theirs. Right, yeah. right. And I have to remember and that's, that. And we yeah. have weird ears. Yeah. Like we hear things <laughs> they don't and their listeners will never hear. And I think and there's something to think about. Like we we hear our clients' voices on a daily basis. They yes. they hardly ever hear from us. Right, right, yeah. right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. 
It's so complicated. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Marcus, I hope this helps a little bit. It does. It just helps okay. to talk about it hey, too. Like hey, Marcus, now have you um I know uh, one of my editors, he, he's like, oh, let me help you set up your Zoom with the correct settings. So have you done that oh, yeah, for yeah. them and everything? No, I okay. do that. Yeah, I do screen yeah. shares. And yeah, I'm actually helping Brian Barletta with a whole new setup with yeah. a bunch of fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because so. even just the basics, I'll oh, yeah. just, you know, like that's Zoom, all part of my services. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah Zoom. Especially. So that would kind of help somewhat. You know, I mean, not, yeah. you know, Zoom. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can do. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. All right, Jessica. That was. Are deep, you ready? Marcus, that, was <laughs> that is. Oh, that's a good time for us to stop for just a moment. We'll take uh, a, a quick two-minute break. Editors, feel free to move around and do some exercise, <laughs> grab a coffee, and what have you. And I've got some notes on some things I need to tell you all about the community. So, um, we the newsletter is the primary source that funds the entire community. So I wanted to show, not just say, hey, you should pay attention to our newsletter, but I actually wanted to show you guys some of the things that are in there because I realize I just say, hey, do this instead of actually show you. <laughs> so I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to show you some of the highlights of the newsletter. There's three main parts that are in it. I talk about stuff from the perspective of a podcast editor from the perspective of a business person, like we were just talking with Marcus, all, a lot of the client interactions and the millions of decisions of being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, um, if I could say that, freelancer, that kind of thing. And also as a podcaster, because I'm still a content creator, like many of you are, and still like testing out, experimenting and playing with things uh, and reporting on those in the newsletter. But also I have these handy dandy espresso shots of different things that either like this one here is something that I've created for the YouTube channel or different like podcast articles, YouTube videos, information, workshops, different things that I find that I think will be interesting for you, the podcast editor. Uh, we also have community information in there as well. And I think that's everything. That's just a little bit of a view of what is in the newsletter and it change, it's, it's out every two weeks, opposite weeks of our chats here. Uh, there is a free version and a premium version. And of course, there's more of a deep dive into all of those things in the premium version. And again, that paid subscription funds everything we do in the community, uh, both on this on these chats and different events. Well, we, we're also having monthly meetups and different things like that. So over on Substack, Global Podcast Editors. Okay, that's enough of me. We need to get back to all of us. All right, Jessica, are you ready with your challenge? Yes, yes. And I was actually going to talk about reverb, but, or de-reverb, but when you talked about sitting for a long time, I'd like to talk about chairs. Do it. Cool. <laughs> because, yes. well, first of all, my chair is not tall enough. So I have to sit when I'm on a video, I have to sit on something <laughs> to make me tall. Or maybe it's not me. It's me that's uh, not tall enough. <laughs> so, but the chairs, is there a specific mm -hmm. chair, you know, like Marcus, Nick, Stephanie? <laughs> that y'all I use? dream of Herman Miller's, but I don't have one because I'm moving too much. Herman yeah, Miller's? No. Herman Miller, the Aeon chair, A E O N. I'll put it in the chat room. Okay. That's that's like you'll see them in all recording studios and stuff too here in Nashville. Everybody has an a, one of those Aeon. I actually don't like the the mesh ones. Like they they mm -hmm. Herman Miller makes other ones, but those mesh ones have like a curve to them. And for those of us who have no rear end, <laughs> it hurts your tailbone. <laughs> 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 like I can't sit them for long periods of time because it like pokes my tailbone. <laughs> uh, so yeah. What but, do you all use? What do you have, Nick? 
yeah, it's just a very standard office chair uh, mm. because yeah maybe I, I know what you mean about the the, kind of the mesh ones or may, I think a lot of people use kind of they almost look like racing car yes uh, driver yeah, gamer chairs. they're gamer chairs um, but yeah, no standard chairs. for me but I've been told by um, osteopath is it a chiropractor in the US I'm not sure but maybe yeah. It's uh-huh. word. yeah I've been told by an osteopath every 30 minutes to get up and have a break but I think mm. if that's the case I wouldn't, so get, hard. I wouldn't I wouldn't get much work done <laughs> right yeah yes, my yes. Apple watch encourages me to get yeah. up and I'm like I'm, I'm in the middle of something I'll do it later <laughs> same thing for yeah. your eyes the eye doctor is like make sure you stop you know at least oh, you know every 30 minutes or every 20 minutes I'm like okay yeah I edited for 12 hours yesterday and my eyes at the end of the day were just all red and itchy. Yeah, it was not fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I have a constant issue with chairs and I don't mind like when I'm just doing uh, meetings, I don't mind doing like a standing sitting and like varying that. Actually, I prefer standing or walking meetings. But for editing, standing doesn't work for me because I don't have a, a proper standing desk where everything elevates. When I elevate for standing, it's just my laptop and my mouse and everything's below and then it just gets all awkward and stupid. So um, I don't know. Do you guys have any standing desks? Mine is a standing desk, but I never use it. My partner does. Like I got them for oh. both of us a few years ago. But yeah. I like I, I have I think I have too many cables off the end of my desk. Yeah. So I'm afraid something's oh, going yeah, to fall. Yeah. But I built it so all of this moves up. But the light I have to be like the, my light and my camera monitor. Well, no, this is mounted to the desk. It's this thing right here. I'd have to push mm-hmm. it. My camera, my teleprompter camera, I'd have to move it back yeah this is wow. this, this I just whole part would go up but this chair here is a steel case i can't mm. remember what i got it on craigslist for 50 bucks and it's <gasps> a, it's a 600 chair and it's an ugly brown color because it was like at some insurance office but it's super comfortable oh my gosh. yeah um so it's worth it to invest in a chair mm-hmm. you know when you can but it, it is expensive, but we spend so much time in it. It's like seeing it as an investment and, and those $50 chairs will wreck your back. Yeah. For, wreck my back anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, they do. Well, we're, yeah. we're moving every three months now and the chairs yeah. and the Airbnbs are terrible. So yeah, I just no, no. put it in my budget to buy one and I'm still buying stuff about a hundred euro, uh, which, which funny enough is actually almost exactly a hundred dollars right now, um, which is not normally true, but I usually spend about that range and it's not the greatest chair, but it's better. And I try to do non-editing things elsewhere, either standing or walking or even on the couch or in the kitchen or something else. Yes. I try to change the locations. My, I don't my, have as much stuff as Marcus does. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, nor anybody should, should anybody. <laughs> It's, you know, yeah, my my partner, actually, we got her some chair cushions that are like those ergonomic ones. It was yeah. something I saw an Instagram ad on. I can't remember the yeah, name of yeah. them, but yeah. they have like the cutout for your, mm-hmm. you know, your spine and, and all that stuff. Um, so that might be a good solution for. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, they have a back store here. I, I forgot that cool. when I was working. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. The oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. This came with, with the crappy chairs in this Airbnb. This actually came with it, but it doesn't yeah. actually work well with any of them. Like oh. I've tried it out on every chair in the gigantic two bedroom <laughs> apartment. It does help. It's just I can't find the right chair to match it with. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's so tricky. I'm so it glad is. you brought that up, Jessica, because I ask people this question all the time, but we've never actually talked about it on the chats yet. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, I was like, hey, my back hurts right now. So that's what that, that reminded me. It was probably for my launching, you know, just sitting there too long. Well, Jessica, what are you using? What is your chair? 
I don't even know what this is. It's just one from, <laughs> I think, Sam's Warehouse, you know, like one okay. of those office chairs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's comfortable, but yeah. I mean, you know, we sit so long. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, like you said, you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's been like eight, 10 hours and you're like, oh my gosh, I just really haven't moved too much the yeah. whole day. Yeah. So for, yeah. for me, it's been more of my shoulders and my neck and I've invested in a ton of salon pass. And if it gets too bad, I'll just put one on and it has that kind of menthol-y stuff that makes it better. It is not a long-term solution. I do not recommend this instead of having a proper chair, but it, it does kind of feel good in a pinch. Um, I guess we're on to my challenge. Oh, mine's money. Mine's money. Um, oh, hello to Florante Valdez from the Philippines over in the chat room podcast psychic. So glad you're joining us today. Um, and Mark Deal is actually over in the chat room too. And he was talking about a $200 mesh chair from Office Depot. 200 bucks. Yeah. It's chairs are one of those things where it seems like the higher in price you go, you do actually get better. Yeah. Okay. So money, um, packages. Every time I change my packages, I have people contacting me for things that are not on it. And then I just go, why did I even spend those hours? Because it takes me hours to reconfigure everything. And I found a niche that I really love and I can't find people that want that thing, which is like, yeah. So, and, and it even changes from when I spend the time to revamp it to a few weeks later when I figure out that I'm doing this, this, and this, I can actually pull that into the packages too. Now that I've gotten the hang of it and rather good at it, I can start doing that, but then it's revamping them again. So the constant challenge to show what I can do while trying to get people to get the right folks into the, the financial sphere of what I do is tricky. It's just showing and Signing up clients that want the same things that I like to do is forever tricky. Um, how do you guys display your wares? <laughs> he wants to go first. Well, I, I'm, I'm speaking, yeah, we haven't heard from Nick in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, is pricing? Well, yeah, just your offer, displaying your offering. I find it's. I do find it's difficult to simply display what you offer in podcasting because there are so many different options like mm-hmm. even down to what type of editing do you want do you want us to take out a hundred percent of the ums or do you want to leave it as a more natural conversation which will then take us less time to do so therefore should be you know cheaper um so it is difficult we are trying to to make it as simple as possible as a yeah as a, a package and where before in the past we were very we we're trying to be too specific about if your podcast is this length, we charge that. And if you go a minute over, it's going to be this mm-hmm. where we've come to a decision with, with the package prices to either kind of just stick to one price, but be less strict about the, the time of the podcast. And then we just take it as a view, like we, we win some, we lose some sort, sort of thing, but try and keep it simple. But the packages, yeah, we, we, we try to list a few services like audiogram, show notes, mm-hmm. up, upload, the basic things that we think you need. Of course, there are optional extras, but back to how we were saying before, we are, we're the experts in this field, especially if you're working with a client who, you know, they might have, they might run a, a mortgage company, a mortgage broker, and they want to have their own podcast. So yeah, in terms, they know what they do. We know what we do, but in terms of podcast experience, yeah, they're starting at zero, a bit like what we said earlier. So we try to suggest, oh yeah, we, you know, we, we think you'll need this, this, and this, and just hope, hope they trust us rather 
it's a bit like uh, I, I haven't got kids, but I, I imagine it's a bit like having a kid at, d- at the dinner table. What do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Just don't that's ask what them what they want. Yeah, there's no yeah, just, just give it to them. <laughs> instead of asking them, just this is this is what you're having. Yeah, yeah. We try to take that approach, but pricing as a whole. I think we would all yeah. ad- admit uh, in public or secretly that it's the the death of all of us uh, <laughs> trying to come over a price that reflects your experience and your value. But you don't you want to attract clients. You don't want to put them off, but you want to attract the right ones and mm-hmm. you want to repel the, the wrong ones. And, you know, we when we started our business, like any business, I imagine, we had very cheap prices. Um, just, you know, we needed clients and that was fine. I was happy to whatever they were paying back at the beginning, I was just happy that we had clients. And then of course, as our experience grew, our prices went up because we found ourselves, we were just spending too much time on this low paid work. We needed to free ourselves up in order to get more higher paid work. So mm-hmm. we we went through a difficult transition of actually telling good long-standing clients our prices are going up we hope you can stay with us but if, if we can't if you can't we understand and we even if they said no i can't sorry losing a client although that's painful it's mm-hmm. taking a step back to take two steps forward yeah um we're still i think we're all still trying to finesse our prices i talk to mm-hmm. people still on a daily basis some say oh you're so expensive others say wow you're cheap <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, it's still it's something we struggle with, but we think we've got to, we kind of, we try to break it down to an hourly rate. Mm-hmm. How long would this take us? We mm-hmm. charge this per hour. So yeah, we're happy with that price. And yeah, no, we're not going to attract everyone, but that's, that's the point, I suppose. You, you want to attract the right people and, and repel the, the mm-hmm. wrong people. Yeah. That's what I do too, Nick. I like try to figure it out in my head. I have packages too, but I'll figure it out in my head. How long is this going to take? And this is how much mm-hmm. I charge an hour. So mm-hmm. let me, you know, especially for current clients, you know, that I have, I'm like, okay, well, if you're adding this on, those are what that, that I think fluster me more. Cause I'm like, oh, okay. Now we're adding something totally different that I didn't have anywhere, uh, yeah. like, you know, video editing, you know, minor video editing and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, well, let me see, let me see how long it's going to take me. And let me add that in. But I do the same thing. I have different packages. So I do like just plain editing and then I do mm-hmm. podcast management and then podcast management with guest management. Cause the, mm-hmm. the guests take up time. Ooh. They do. Sure. I, I love communicating with them. That was my past life. I was an engineering uh, project manager. Oh, so, cool. you know, I love, um, yeah, talking and with clients and, you know, or their guests and stuff. So, yeah. So I love doing <laughs> all that stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah. So that's well, how I kind of do it. Uh, so, Becca, yeah, she said it sounds like we all could band together and then hire someone to deal with the clients. <laughs> Would that be a collective, a co op? I'm like, whatever it is, can someone sign me up? Because, so, the, here in Nashville, yeah. the yeah. audio engineers, they have agents. So, you know, they, they have basically financial managers that serve as their agents and they handle, they just take a cut of, of, so that's something that, that could do, we could call it a co-op. Um, yeah. But yeah, having somebody represent you because the financial stuff is also the stuff I hate the most, you know, yes. I don't mind having that initial planning conversation that involves the pricing, but then the, the ongoing invoicing and mm-hmm. Especially if, if, because a lot of my clients will bulk record. So it's not like a steady, like I don't do a monthly retainer type thing because every month it it depends, like it fluctuates. Like this summer has been less income overall because everybody's ramped down. They bulk recorded before the summer started and we all kind of went our separate ways. And I just have one client or two clients that have just been kind of, you know, steady editing. But so anyway, yeah. And it just depends too. Like everybody's business model is different. So it's tough. It is, it is tough. And 
It is tough, but it is a sticky wicket. I mean, I'm not so much of an introvert, but I get the impression that a lot of editors are, and that makes it even more of a barrier to, or not a barrier, it makes it more difficult because then it's not only miscommunication that normally happens, but then it's the energy suck that you really want to use for other things that goes to client communications. And the clients are lovely people. It's just... Uh, communication is just flawed where like speaking is hard writing is hard things get all, misconstrued all the time well and for me to the the clients like getting back to that idea of they don't understand what goes into our job um that also factors into the pricing as well mm-hmm. and the peep the people that are like whoa that's way way more than i thought it would be mm-hmm. I, I, I like very kindly and respectfully explain it to him why my fees are that way. And if it's still too much, I'm like that. That's not you're not the right fit for me. You know, mm-hmm. that's the word I use a lot. This is just, it's just not a good fit. Yeah. And so, you know, I do. I've been very, very fortunate in that I've I've had a lot of client referrals and word of mouth stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, with my partner and her business also running like between us we kind of you know balance each other out you know between the 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 times where things kind of slow down a little bit and and back up so yeah marcus what was the name of that collective not collective you called it a different name that existed well it's 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 not really a collective or or a bit like it's basically an individual who yeah so so they just kind they're an independent agent Mm -hmm. and there's just a group of of audio engineers that work in the music industry they're like this is my business manager essentially mm-hmm. it's like a business manager so that's that's a new business uh in the podcasting industry a podcast editor oh business God. manager somebody start that and <laughs> yeah that yeah. would be it's kind of like an agency sort of then right? yeah an yeah, agency. Right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly it exactly it yeah which would be yeah wow like, which like is nice yeah because we handle like the person the podcast manager handles all the parts they don't have to you know the editors don't have to deal with all that other part we're the talent yeah yeah yes yes no yeah just like yeah engineers my engineers yeah (laughs) i love it i love it oh my gosh the full range of the things that we have talked about in such a short period of time has been amazing today oh my gosh okay so um yeah we should go around and oh shout out to carrie over in the chat room hey carrie carrie well, yeah, Carrie <laughs> she said she was lonely over there at Facebook, so she came and jumped up. I know. <laughs> funny. A really good piece recently for the podcast host, so you all should go over and check that out. Cool. All right, let's go around and tell people where they can find you, and I'll put the banners back over. Nick, can you go first? Yeah, sure. I guess the best place to go to is our website. Um, which is we've recently updated it. And so that I wonder if the one at the bottom of the screen is correct. Anyway, it should be. Um, <laughs> no, it is correct. I'm thinking I about our email so. address. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. um, so yeah, www.ant, that's ant, A-N-T hyphen podcastmanagement.com. Sweet. Marcus? Meonlylouder.com, which I stole from a former touring buddy who is uh, Chris Stapleton's audio engineer now. He, uh, he'd always tune the PA with his SM58, and it's when he was done making it sound like he wanted to. He thought, yep, sounds like me only louder. <laughs> so, I'm I so it. embarrassed that I didn't realize it was me only louder until you said it. I was like, what's Maloney? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like the nailed it thing that you and Steve Stewart were talking right? about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes complete sense now. Oh my gosh. Jessica, <laughs> save me. Okay. Uh, the best place to find me is on Instagram at uh, Jessica Podcast Pro. I also have a website uh, of a virtual team is the name of my website, but the best place to find me is Jessica Podcast Pro on Instagram. Yay. And I'll have all of these links in our video notes as well. Um, yeah. So on Twitter and Instagram this and LinkedIn, this is me also. Any, anything and everything in the newsletter also points to me. So yeah, so there's all of that. Uh, thank you so much, Nick, Marcus and Jessica for joining us today. This is a lively conversation with like an amazing amount of information and tips and thoughts about everything that we do. And I feel like I feel lighter after this conversation because I feel like we've worked through so much stuff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, really good. And yeah, thanks. It's good to meet you all. Good to meet yeah. you. Yeah, nice and thank you to on. everybody who joined us in the chat room. And if you're watching this later, please do remember to like and subscribe and hit the notification button, check out the newsletter and all of those CTAs that I said earlier. <laughs> um, editors, hold on for one second. Everybody else, we'll see you later. Editors, it's an audio experience also. So can you like wave and say goodbye? Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>